0: I start every day and end every day reading and I do a good bit of reading in between. And you you are speaking to my heart when you talk about the therapeutic ability, you know, to reach another person through storytelling. Hi, I'm Bobby. I'm a certified caregiving consultant and a certified caregiving educator. I also lead a caregiver support group in my local community.
1: And I'm her husband Mike, and I'm a certified caregiver advocate. a certified music therapist.
0: And this is Roger That, a podcast dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia.
1: Here, we focus on the caregiver, offer our practical insights, and share some emotional support. And we might even share a laugh or two, because we all know laughter is the best medicine.
0: And don't forget the wine, Mike.
1: Speaking of best medicines, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You got that right.
1: We've talked a number of times with folks and also amongst ourselves about how we know you can engage people with music and even with art, drawing or painting. And I remember uh, some of the folks that we had come in for my dad, they would play checkers with them and things like go fish and how a little bit of a calming effect, especially on my dad with the music.
0: Oh, absolutely. Um, being creative with people who have dementia um, stimulates areas of the brain that are embedded deeper in the brain itself and are some of the last to be affected by dementia. Um, and this brings us to today's guest, who are clinical hypnotherapists and psychotherapists. And one of their specialties is dementia therapy, including diversional therapy, Their book, Bedtime Stories for Dementia Therapy and the Use of Lee Middleton Dolls, has shown positive effects on dementia patients. They are based in Queensland, Australia. Please welcome to our show, Robin and Philip Etherington. We are so glad to have you here. Um, Yes,
1: we are. (laughs) When
0: I saw um, a mention of Bedtime Stories for Dementia, I knew that I had to reach out to you and find out more about this. So please share with our listeners uh, what's behind this, what dementia bedtime stories are all about, and um, the effects that you've seen that it had on people with dementia and the people who are caring for them.
2: Yeah, well, being uh, clinical hypnotherapists, um, we know um, that you need to be in the alpha state to be able to, give suggestions to people and um, it dawned on us that we go in into the alpha state every morning and every night so um, when people are going to bed they're relaxed you don't have to take them through a relaxation um, to get them into the right state to give them messages so they're already there and our book has 21 stories that we've written they're only five minutes long and so the idea is when the person is lovely and relaxed in bed ready to go to sleep they listen to a story or read it themselves and it has a positive um, ending so the the stories um, have people that are dealing with different issues that you you can have when you have Alzheimer's or other dementias like motivation socialization concentration, relaxation. And our stories will, will find somebody who grew up somewhere, became something in their job. Um, and then at the end, it's sort of when they're a little bit older, they might start to show signs of dementia and they can relate to the story. But our story has a really happy ending. Every story ends with a positive note. And that goes into the subconscious mind. They wake up the next day with a different attitude. And it's basically that simple.
1: So you said they can hear the story. Does that um, mean that it's uh, in audio also?
2: Uh we haven't or seen audio yet. Reading the but book somebody itself to them. So somebody so read it to them. They can. Their partner can read okay. it. Okay. And um, or they can read it themselves, or a caregiver can read it to them.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: You
0: know, I think, you know, making that connection with somebody with dementia is sitting down and, you know, sharing a story or, you know, the cadence of reading a story to somebody. Not only do they get the advantage of the story, but it's that connection with that person also.
2: Absolutely. And even if they're in lockdown, um, somebody can ring their mom or dad in the nursing home or it doesn't even have to be people in a nursing home. It can be people with early to mid-stage dementia, but they can read them a little five minute story over the phone and they can listen to it. And then they go to, to sleep with this lovely positive story in their subconscious mind.
1: Now, when you say that there's positive message, could you give us an example of what one of the positive endings might be and what the expected Um, result is to the dementia patient?
2: Well, one of the stories that comes to mind is called um, The Vegetable Garden. And it's a man, it's about a a couple. Um, He's starting to show signs of um, dementia. He's getting angry and upset and frustrated, and he's not wanting to do anything. Um, And the beginning of the story uh, tells you where he grew up, um, that he grew up on a farm where they grew vegetables and he loved doing that. And then over the years he got married and then they had a lovely big vegetable patch again and he became a doctor Um, and then now he's retired and he's starting to show these signs and the wife's upset and worried about him. And then there's a knock on the door and it's the next door neighbor, a young girl who says, oh, um, I'm growing a vegetable garden, can you help me? And this is the little light bulb moment, a little spark. Oh. I can do that. Oh, so he goes over the weeks. He's teaching her all about vegetable growing and everything. And then there's an invitation a few weeks later. And it's to a party next door at their home and at the girl's home. And um, he arrives and all his friends from the bowling club and all his family are all there. And she's got a big party and a big banner that says, thank you, Dr. Pete because he used to be a doctor, um, and the, ve- the table is covered in beautiful, fresh food made from the vegetables that she's grown. And so that's something that he's remembered. It's made him want to start interacting with his friends and family again. That's true, yeah. And, um, and it, just give, it can change a, a negative... Um, emotion into a positive emotion. So that's a, one of the, so, that's how little the story is. It's just quick, positive, and then they go to sleep and think, oh, that was nice. I can relate to all of that or whichever story it is, because there are so many um, different scenarios in in the books. I have a
0: question. You know, we started off talking about being in the alpha state and, and more relaxed at nighttime, but there are many, many people who, uh, you know, approach the sundowning and they get very agitated in the evening. Um, is there a way that you speak to people that help bring them down from that? Or say, for instance, somebody's very agitated at night, but you want them to start off their day in, uh, you know, a relaxed state. Can you use these stories at the beginning of the day as well? At the beginning of the day.
2: Mm. Yes well with hypnosis you use a slower voice and you have to be very articulate and clear and that's the way that people like to be spoken to um, to relax them so mainly ours is based well actually the al- when you're coming when you're waking up you're in the alpha state as well you could hear the story then too really
0: yeah and, and the reason that i ask is sometimes maybe we know when we're dealing with dementia, what works for one person may not work for another. And if somebody is more relaxed in the morning and, and more receptive in the morning, and maybe it'll lead to, um, a, a good beginning of the day. I think you've answered the question. Yeah, we absolutely could, but these are designed for bedtime and I think it's a wonderful program. And, uh, I'm glad that I found you. <laughs>
2: well, also, we've also ad- we've created another very quick two-minute little um, process. It's based on Sleep Talk and it is, um, it's called MIST and it's Motivational Instruction Sleep Therapy. So if you have um, somebody who is dealing with one thing that's really upsetting them, just one thing, it's a process where you, when they have been asleep for about 45 minutes, you you go in, not be tiptoeing in, you, you know, make sure they're asleep and then you let them know how much they're loved and and needed and all that. And then you put in this one sentence, um, you don't get angry anymore or some, some little, we've got hundreds of sentences that you can choose from. And then they, um, they are asleep when you're doing this and then they wake up and they go, Oh, I'm feeling
0: not as angry
2: today. So that's another very quick one.
0: Can you, um, I started writing down
2: MIST and I got motivational sleep therapy. What is the I in there? No, instruction, motivational instruction sleep therapy. And the reason that um, I know about this therapy is because I've used it for children and it was always based on... um, giving these any children with bullying issues or bedwetting issues or whatever um, a message when they're asleep. And it was invented about 40 years ago by a woman in Melbourne that I trained with. And um, I asked her years ago when I studied with her, would this work for people with dementia? And she said, nobody's ever done it before. So um, we're a first. Everything we're doing is a world first pretty much in our book.
1: Well, it's interesting because one of the questions I was just going to ask you was, have you used this with dementia, um, with somebody with the dementia brain and has there been successes?
2: Yes, of course. From that. And I've also um, studied with Dr. Daniel Nightingale with um, hypnotherapy for dementia and- Mm-hmm. So that works really well with people. But this process, you don't need a hypnotherapist to come to your house and do the process. You you can do it at home. You're your own hypnotherapist at home. It's not damaging. It's safe. You can't do anything wrong. You can write... We've got a template where you can write your own story. Um, Right. Yeah. So you can... If the person was was a sailor or whatever they were... um, you can work that into the story and and just go by our guidelines so that they have their light bulb moment which changes everything
0: now have you dealt with um dementia in your own
2: families no not in my own family we have my mother's 96 and she's sharp as a tack so God
1: <laughs> <For bless. her. laughs>
0: but i'm aware that, you know just like every other country um dementia is growing rapidly in Australia. And I've been impressed with the way that Australia, the programs that are available there and the support for caregivers in Australia.
2: Yes. Well, my, my journey started with um, the hypno, the um, dementia babies. I was bringing in the Lee Middleton dolls. I was the first person to bring them into Australia uh, many years ago. And I had, um, doll shops where the little girls came in and did an adoption and we dressed as nurses and we put baby powder in their nappies and all this sort of thing and then all the diversional therapists started coming in and going oh well i want that for my nursing home, from for our people living with dementia and um so i've been dealing with uh, people living with dementia for many years and different therapies to just make them happier and more positive
1: yeah i was going to bring up the middleton dolls Mm -hmm. and the doll therapy i've i've seen on your website how you do it but our listeners weren't with me when i saw it on your website so if you can explain to the listeners how the doll therapy works and the diversion therapy.
2: well it releases oxytocin so if you've got a person um that has dementia, living with dementia, you take the baby in and you leave it on the bed. You don't throw it into their arms. You leave it on the bed so they can discover it on their own. And then um, I've had people in their nineties that weren't talking. One woman hadn't spoken for three years. They took a baby in, left it on the bed. Next minute, she's singing lullabies. Um, And what they do is they, People that come in to give them their food or, or help them, nurses, that sort of thing. They've got something to talk about. Oh, here's—is this your new baby? And um, it, you know, it just makes gives them purpose. They they're back to being a mum again, and it's um, it it just makes a complete difference to a, a whole nursing home. They they you know all have the babies and they love them. And we've actually um, visited a care home.
0: Uh, here where in part of the facility they had actually set up a nursery you know they had the crib there they had the rocking chair there you know they had the comforters there and they had the babies in the crib they had uh, little strollers so they could walk around you know in the nice weather Um, and it it wasn't just the women that were attracted to the babies it was the men as well
2: yeah definitely that's absolutely and oh I have had so many fantastic results with the dolls so that's that's something that um it's it's weird dolls and hypnotherapy (laughs) and it's all mixed (laughs) together now so that um we we know the sort of ways to create positivity in people's lives and if you give them your time in anything reading is a great way of giving some of yourself to somebody you're giving them five minutes every night you know it's just right Lovely for them to have somebody care enough to read them a story. It's,
3: it's, also not so, so it's also important to remember with the bedtime stories that they're not a one-off. You read it tonight and then don't read for three weeks. They're, the program in the book is designed that you read for at least four days because you need to, uh, you need to do a thing repetitively for four days to release it into long-term memory. Otherwise the neurons don't fire in the brain. It takes about four days for that process to start. And then we recommend you read these stories, you know, for about three weeks, the same story every night. And then Okay, I
1: was going to ask that.
3: Yeah. So what you're doing is you're you're not just giving it a one shot and this, this will work immediately. It's an ongoing process. And we've got 21 stories in there, which are basically designed to cover an entire year of reading um, before you get back to the first story again. So we explain the process thoroughly in very, very simple terms. It's not a technical process, um, but it is based on the empirical studies uh, regarding neuroplasticity and, um, and the way the, the brain can rewire and, and the way it functions when embedding a long-term memory, developing that, as you know, basically 21 days to form a habit. Um, this is not a habitual thing. This is a process of learning.
0: Well, I like the fact that, the, you know, it's, it's, it's five minutes. It's um, something that's not going to add a great deal of anxiety for the caregiver who's had a very long day. It's all, I'm, I'm sure it's also calming for them as well and to see the positive response to these stories. And I have to tell you, I start every day and end every day reading and I do a good bit of reading in between. And you you are speaking to my heart when you talk about the therapeutic, um, ability, uh, you know, to reach another person through storytelling, uh, you know, I, I, I love this program. Oh, we're really it's interesting.
1: Alive. Oh, yeah. uh, it, It's interesting because I know um, with my dad with music, right, he grew up in Italy and music would spur all, all these memories and he would become Chatty Cathy <laughs> with the music and, and talking about growing up in Italy and some of the things in Italy. Have you found that to be the case with some of these stories?
2: Oh, like somebody who had
1: worked on a farm? Did, did you engage absolutely. that dialogue?
2: Yeah, we've, we've got um, people from all over the world where they, they grew up in Italy and, and they loved dancing and then they've gotten older and and now their grandfathers and, and um, their their children are now dancing with him and, and uh, it's just that you know that light bulb moment again oh i do i can do this i like doing this i don't want to just sit at home anymore so there's so many scenarios that we have and they're very diverse it's interesting because my mum as i said she's 96 no dementia and she used to be a nurse and she worked with aged care and she reads the stories every night. She said, I love these stories. I wish I'd had them when I was nursing. And she said, they just make you feel so good. <laughs> she doesn't even have any dementia. But she just loves the stories.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: This is a program that you developed. What sparked the idea that this was something that was going to have value, that this was something that you wanted to do? Where did your inspiration for this come from?
2: Well, it was pretty much the penny dropped when it all came together, alpha state. We go into (laughs) the state every night. So why can't people just read a story like a hypnotherapist would would, um, tell a story to somebody once they've gotten them into that state? And everybody can do this from home. You don't need somebody to come and stay for half an hour or an hour to, to do the process. They can just do it at home and it just goes straight into the subconscious. So it was well, really. I love, the idea,
0: I love the idea that you mentioned doing it by phone because, at least here where we are, um, there's severe restrictions on family members going into the care homes. But the fact that, you know, somebody can have a set of headsets on or listen on the phone to a very short story is, I think, is going to become more and more important because the people in the care homes who can't see their family members are feeling abandoned and getting very confused. So if they can hear that person's voice, it's going to be another way to keep that connection going.
2: Even their, even their grandchildren, um, they're easy to read. So a 10 year older could ring Nana and, um, and so I'm going to tell you a story, Nana or grandpa, and um, they can listen to their grandchild tell the story. And, um, it's just so easy and positive. Uh, yeah, so that's um, that's where it came from. Just having a light bulb moment, and you know that um, through neuroplasticity, you can repair pathways, and and people mm-hmm. change their attitude um, very easily. This is such a, an easy, simple process, and we we're, we're um, involved in the. Um, the Dementia Centre Hammond Care, Care for the Age of Outrage Conference coming up on the 21st and 22nd of September. So we've been invited to um, have our program in that, and that's Australia-wide. I think it's um, around the world as well. Hammond yeah, Care. Really because of
3: COVID, it's a virtual conference, um, but we've been asked to put in a, a presentation, so we are classified as a guest speaker.
1: Now, I have a, I'm going to let my ignorance show a little bit here. <laughs> And we might have one or two um, folks in the same boat as me uh, listening to the program. You've mentioned a number of times being in alpha state. And I really and truly don't know what that is. <laughs> can you could you explain it? Can you dummy it down for me?
2: <laughs> I'll let Bill do that. B-A-T-D, beta, alpha, theta, delta just think of someone battered b-a-t-d beta alpha theta, okay. delta so beta is when you're wide awake and fully conscious
3: like we are now, like we are now.
2: Yeah. alpha this is the first state we enter when we begin the journey to sleep it's it's a calm and relaxed state of being but you're still alert so this is the state that um, we're reading states, we're reading the yeah. story. It's the transition state. Theta, that's the deep meditative or state of relaxation where REM sleep occurs. You could, you could still read these stories in that state. it would still go in. And then delta, this is when you're um, asleep. So we go through all those brainwave states every day. So you're, you're so, winding, down, so winding down and you know.
1: So, so, Bobby, how long do you think I'm in each one of those states? <laughs> well,
0: you know, you're, you're in uh, Delta by the time your head hits the pillow. But I'm really interested in <laughs> this alpha state and what I might be able to whisper to you. <laughs>
1: Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, people are always amazed at how fast I fall asleep. And I'm even amazed at how fast I fall asleep. It's almost... I'd say within two minutes.
2: That's great. Well, if you know how fast the person goes to sleep, then you'll know when to start the story. But it doesn't mean that once they've nodded off, even in the middle of a five-minute story, that it's not all going to go in because your subconscious mind never sleeps. It's never slept since you were born. So, um and it, it's it's where everything's stored. Your sub your your habits, um, memories, emotions, all sorts of things are stored in your subconscious mind. Your conscious only reasons and sleeps, but it all happens in your subconscious mind. So that's um, that's where we're getting into there to make a change. And also the the other thing too, people living in in with, with this COVID nineteen happening. Um, in a say a nursing facility or um, that sort of place, they might not be wanting to eat, or they they just might be just really down in the dumps. You can um, you can create your own story um, to do with eating, and all of a sudden, oh now they want to eat. Or you could use the mist, and somebody can come in and do the two minutes every night. Um, oh, and in the morning you're looking forward to eating your breakfast or something like that, and it just goes in. So it's just very – it's amazing. It's, it's fascinating how the, how the brain works, and we've been studying it for a very long time, and this is, this is something nobody's ever thought to do.
1: Well, that's one of the things that we search for for our listeners – and her for her um, consultees is to bring the resources in and, okay, we tried this, it didn't work. We tried this, it didn't work. Here's something new, here's something else we can try and it may work. And so we're constantly searching for those things to bring them into the mix for the listeners, for the people.
0: Anything that we can do to reduce the anxiety and the fear in somebody that's dealing with dementia is going to not only affect that person and the immediate caregiver, but the entire family, because I can't, I can't imagine what it would be like to not feel comfortable or even familiar in my own home and to not understand the sights and the sounds and the smells around me and what kind of anxiety that can induce in, in a person. And such a beautiful, simple program like this that, you know, helps calm them. Yeah. Um, it, 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 it's, it, it's, a, it's a gift that you are providing to the world.
2: Thank yes, you. thank you. Yeah, it's very exciting. And, it's, and it was just one of those, for me, it was a light bulb moment too. Just go, oh, Alpha, that's it. <laughs> Secret.
1: <laughs> well, we're certainly, we're certainly going to put a link up to the book on, on the Roger That webpage.
2: Thank you. Um,
1: in association with the podcast itself. So we will definitely put that up. And I gotta tell you, it's been pretty fascinating for me to sit here and, and talk about this because it's something I never considered. And that's probably why I never wrote that book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, originally, what- Originally, it was. I was thinking, I'm a baby boomer. Um, what if one of us got al- um, Alzheimer's? And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, well, we're lying in bed early to mid-stage, just getting irritable and a bit upset because we've just been told one of us has um, early-stage dementia. And I thought, this would be a really nice thing for the partner to, while you're in bed, read to the other partner. And and. Mm-hmm had other people saying oh we want it for the people later stages so now it's right across the board everybody yeah, can listen o- to the open stories. For all. Yeah, open for all. Well yeah.
0: Phil I have to say you're a lucky man because you know you're going to get good care should this <laughs> happen to <not> you. Family. <laughs> family I'm lucky
2: too, yeah. he'll look yes, after he me <laughs> it happens to me. <laughs> so this is great it's been lovely talking to you guys.
0: Oh, I'm so well, glad certainly. that we could make this connection. Absolutely.
1: And so appreciative that you were, that you would uh, get up so early.
2: Oh, it's not because... early. We're up at 5.30 <laughs> over here.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, but working the time difference to, to halfway around the world is not an easy task. No. But, and and we appreciate uh, the fact that you uh, agreed to join us and made the accommodations. Well, and you. Thank you so, so very, very much.
2: Well, we appreciate you wanting us to speak on your wonderful program. So yeah. we're equally excited to be able to share the the book and the concept with the world. Hopefully a lot more people will get on board because every nursing home needs one of these books and they absolutely do. Yeah, they, they do absolutely need do. even if it's just you know in one book in the nursing home. Yeah, because it's in the library down at Hammond Care. Um, it's in a few libraries now for resource, um, but we're calling it an Alzheimer's self-help resource. So you don't need anybody else, just self-help. Your partner. Well, those, or- links,
0: those links will be on our website. So, uh, you know, our listeners can connect with you. And uh, I'm sure that a lot of people are being introduced to a program they had no idea existed
2: no, right. that's right. It's <laughs> great. You. Thank you very much for this opportunity.
3: Yeah, right.
2: You are so You're welcome.
1: So welcome.
0: Well, you know, to recap some of this, and you know, things that stood out to me was, you know, talk about the importance of communicating people in the alpha state. And I do appreciate uh, Robin explaining what the different states are.
1: Uh, me too, especially. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I was so fascinated that I really didn't take any notes. I was so, so caught up. I wrote down that it's, um, it works in all, all the different stages of dementia. I'm sorry, all the different stations. One more time. It works in all the different stages of dementia from early dementia on to the most advanced dementia, that they found that it works that way. So um, that's awesome, it's not just a, you got this small window, it's something that you could, could use through the whole progression, that is the one thing I took away.
0: And you know, the further along we, we get in this stages, the more important something as relaxing as this is, is going to become, so again, uh, this is an amazing program, I'm glad we found it, Um, You can find more information about Robin and Philip and Inspired Mind Therapy on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That. I'm Bobby, And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the heavy haze of dementia.
1: So please subscribe to the show, go to iTunes, post a review, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that.show. Missing Link is a proud partner of Hearing Charities of America, a nonprofit organization that supports those who are deaf or hard of hearing. You can find out more about HCA on our website or go to hearingcharities.org.
0: Roger That is produced by Missing Link a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content.